Hey guys, and welcome back to the Charge Podcast. Today I am going solo and I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite books, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. For those of you guys who have never heard of this book, you absolutely need to check it out. It's by a woman named Marie Kondo and as cliche as it sounds, it truly is life-changing. I actually bought this book almost two years ago as inspiration to become a cleaner person, but I never ended up reading the book cover to cover until this past fall. And to be honest, I was kind of intimidated because I had read about Marie's philosophy in various articles before buying the book, and her philosophy is to tidy up all in one shot and to aim for perfection, which prevented me from starting this project for such a long time because I was nervous about only doing it in one shot. But when I finally read the book and when I had a free weekend to complete it, I decided, you know what, let's just dive in and see what happens. I know I will not be perfect at this at all because for those of you guys who don't know me, I have a very long history of very, very messy bedroom um, and also really messy backpack. I would have papers and books and pens everywhere. But anyways, I did the project. It took me 15 hours total, tons of garbage bags. And it's been nine months since the weekend that I first completed it. And I got to be honest, you guys, my room has stayed pretty darn clean for the most part. And Sarah can attest to this. I am proud of myself. I'm still working on other cleaning habits, but my room is pretty much all the time clean. And if it's not clean for like one day, I make sure to clean it the next day. It's kind of crazy how this book really changed my life in that regards. So I wanted to share with you guys my nine favorite takeaways from this book, but honestly, I'm not sponsored by this book or anything. It really is a book that you need to pick up and read for yourself, complete the project, and just see how it changes your life. For me, it's really just made me excited about being in my room, and that also is part of Marie's philosophy as well. It's not only about having a clutter-free space, it's really about having a joyful space. And who doesn't want that, you know? And so... It really is interesting when you start getting rid of the clutter, you get rid of physical clutter, you get rid of clutter that's in your mind. So that's really, really interesting. Anyways, let's dive through my nine favorite takeaways. So takeaway number one is visualize what it looks like to live in a clutter-free space. And so Marie talks about closing your eyes and imagining what you want your room to look like. How do you want it to feel? And be as vivid as possible. So for me, I really wanted a feminine, yogic, artistic space filled with candles and crystals and essential oils. I wanted 
a bookshelf filled with books that I'm inspired by. I wanted tons of plants and flowers and I wanted chill spiritual music playing like Trevor Hall and Nako. I wanted art and photos on my walls from all of my travels and I wanted natural light and windows open so that I could hear the birds and I wanted a comfy spot to meditate and to journal and I wanted neutral colors such as white and bamboo and wood with just pops of color sprinkled around. So obviously I live with two other roommates so I don't have all of this right now but I am living on my own in a couple of months which is a little bit scary but I'm also really excited but I'm excited to take this into the context of an entire house not just a bedroom. Second takeaway was to discard everything that doesn't spark joy. So two important rules that Marie talks about is one, making sure you are only discarding one category at a time. And she actually shares an order in her book, which is clothes, books, papers, miscellaneous, and mementos. And then two, is to place everything in that category on the floor, hold up each piece one by one, and ask yourself, does this spark joy within me? And yes, it is really tedious. It seems kind of weird in the beginning, but holding, first of all, laying everything down and just seeing the sheer amounts of t-shirts that you might have is A really easy way to be like, okay, I need to get rid of some stuff immediately. But actually holding up something and feeling it and feeling your response to that is everything. It's really important. And so I know it sounds crazy, but try it. And if it doesn't spark joy, put it in that garbage bag. Three, when you are unsure of what to do, with discarding something or not. First of all, ask yourself, why do I have a specific item? When did I get it? And what meaning does it have for me? And then think about what meaning does it have now? I know a lot of people have this problem because I've talked to people about this, but I have a really hard time discarding clothes that I might wear again or clothes that are too small or tight that I might fit to again. And some of these items, I hate to say it, but I haven't even worn ever, yet it's been in my closet for over a year. And that's crazy, right? That's crazy. And so instead of thinking, okay, maybe I'll wear it again, maybe I'll fit into it again, instead tell yourself, Thank you for teaching me what doesn't suit me and then let it go. Because chances are, if you haven't worn it in over a year, you're probably not going to wear it ever. And that's okay. Number four, I didn't fully follow the organizational clothing tips and I'm okay with that. And so Marie shares this specific way to fold And I'm curious if any of you guys who have followed her program, what you guys think of her folding technique, because it sounds really neat, but I have a really unique dresser that has 
tons of open spaces and not so much drawer size drawers. And so it's hard for me to fold it the way that she was mentioning. So I did stack my clothes, which she does not recommend, but it worked for me. And also I created a section in my closet for clothes that I have yet to wear and then clothes that I've already worn. Um, And so it's a little bit hard to explain, but basically if you think about a closet, I first separate it into tanks, t-shirts, long sleeves, and sweaters. And then I have a little divider. And so let's say I wear a tank top um, that day. When After I've cleaned it, I'll put it on the right side into my worn category. So that way, I actually am able to go through all of my clothes and check in with myself after a few months to see, okay, what clothes am I still not wearing? Does this still spark joy? And so that's been a really interesting experiment. I personally have really liked it. Um, So that might be something that you want to try. Number five, the moment you first encounter a particular book is the right time to read it. This is probably my favorite quote in the book because I am a huge reader and I also had, not have, had a huge addiction to Amazon Prime for purchasing books. I would see all these books that I wanted to read and I would just Amazon Prime them to myself and I probably had around 50 books that I bought and hadn't even read yet and that number would continue to increase because of course I'm not reading these books at such a fast rate. I probably read two books a month, if that, and it just got out of hand. And so when I saw that in the book, the moment you first encounter a particular book is the right time to read it, I just literally became so happy because I'm like, this is what I needed to hear. No more purchasing books until I have read all 50 and I have stuck to that. It's been nine months and I've stuck to that, which I'm super proud of myself for. And I'm just reading the books that I currently have. And there was, okay, there was one instance where I bought a book, but it wasn't through Amazon Prime. It was through a bookstore, used bookstore. And I had heard that book quite a few times. And then I went into the bookstore and I'm like, okay, if they have this in the used book section, I'm going to buy it. And so I did. But other than that, I have not bought a single book on Amazon Prime And I will not do it unless there's a book that is life or death. That's like how serious I am about this because it really is really wasteful. Number six, keep all your papers in one spot. And the reason for this is so you'll have a constant reminder to deal with these papers instead of just putting them on the back burner. And so I put all of my papers in a basket that's near my bed and it could be you know writing my friend back or paying a bill something like that maybe a reminder that I have for myself Um, and so it's just an easy way to know what papers need attention number seven sentimental items are the hardest thing to get rid of and this is still a work in progress for me 
I am a huge sucker for keeping cards, photos, journals, and tons of trinkets from the past. And that is why I realized I had such a hard time cleaning because immediately if I was like, okay, I'm going to clean my room, I would go to all of my photos and all of my cards. And then I was just literally looking inside this little shoebox and I would instantly have so many memories of all of my friends and memories of the past. And I would get into this rabbit hole of texting people these memories that I just had on my mind and didn't get to organizing my room at all because I'd just be so exhausted from looking at these journals and photos and whatnot and remembering the past. And so she's like, first of all, the sentimental items need to be the absolutely last thing that you do. So hopefully you've gotten into the swing of things with discarding things that don't spark joy. And so this could be a little bit easier for you. But something that I really took away from her book was this message that you should enjoy your items all the time. So many of us have a shoebox, I know I do, that we have all these photos in and we don't look at these photos until someone dies or maybe you look up, you look at that shoebox once a year. Instead, why don't you hang that photo up and enjoy that photo all the time? And I was like, you know what? That's a really, really, really good point. And that helped me a lot with discarding things. Number eight, designate a spot for everything. So I guarantee most of us have a drawer in our house that has pens and gums, coins, paper, sunglasses, all these little things that we just throw in that drawer. But it's really important to make sure Every item has a specific spot. You don't want to have a junk drawer. That is not what you should have in your house at all. Instead, everything should have a spot and that makes it just, number one, easy to find things, but also it allows each place to have a spot where it belongs and so you know where to put it back every single time and it doesn't end up in a junk drawer or on your floor. Last but not least, appreciate your belongings. And this is something that I have been able to really just have a better understanding of what I own. And it's really cool because similar to, you know, the last point of everything having a specific spot, you just start to notice everything that you have and you know what you need. You know, we all have wants, we all have needs, but it's like, what do we really need? And I noticed that when I started shopping after I did the life-changing magic of tidying up, I would just have a greater sense of awareness for, okay, yeah, that's a cute pair of shoes, but I don't need it. I already have seven shoes. And so it really helped with shopping and I probably can count on one hand the amount of times I've been shopping in nine months, which is crazy because I used to go shopping literally every single week. And so those were my 
big nine takeaways, but I would love to hear from you. For any of you guys who have completed this, what your thoughts were, what your biggest takeaway was, and hopefully I have inspired some of you guys to check out the book. It is absolutely fabulous, and I'm definitely going to do it again, especially because I am moving, as I mentioned, and it's, I think, always a really good time to get rid of things that don't serve you when you're moving. So hope you guys all have a great day and I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, Charge Girls, good morning. Yes, I'm talking to you. It's time to get charged up because this day is new. The sky says hi and it's bluer than blue. The sun is shining and all the birds are chirping too. Today is the best day to be alive. The miracles appear once you open up your eyes. Surprise, time to keep living your dreams. So get up and join the rest of your charge team.